Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm Ryan McDowell, joined as always by Matt Williamson and Ray Garvin. Ray, of course, is a DLF senior writer. He's the Devi team lead over at DLF, also host of the Destination Devi podcast. And he's been kind enough to join us every Thursday for an in-depth rookie profile. And today we're taking a look at T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a junior wide receiver from Clemson, 6'4", 200 pounds. Ray, you like T. Higgins? I do. I'm a T. Higgins fan. I think he's a uh, a talented, talented wide receiver. And, uh, you know, his size, his athleticism that I think people are a little bit, they're kind of sleeping on his athleticism a little bit. A very productive player at Clemson. And we all know Clemson is kind of like wide receiver you. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, what he does at the combine here coming up. And uh, I think he can really rise up some draft boards. I know we talked about it a little bit before we went live and you asked me, uh, could he, you know, have a chance to break into that, you know, that top echelon of the wide receivers in this class. And I absolutely think he can. Yeah. We'll talk about his, his current value a little bit later, taking a look at his numbers at Clemson. And, and I agree with you it, that has just become a, a hotbed of wide receiver prospects when it comes to moving from college to the NFL. We've had several of those guys uh, in recent years, and and he's just the latest one. Uh, A a solid freshman season, 17 catches, 345 yards, a couple touchdowns, and uh, this is what you want to see. He improved uh, improved those numbers every year in his three years at Clemson, 59 catches, 936, and 12 touchdowns as a sophomore, really became a a major red zone threat for the Tigers. Uh, Another 59 catches this year in his final year, up to uh, 1,167 yards and 13 touchdowns uh, as uh, for his final college season. So uh, really showed that improvement uh, statistically throughout his career and, and was really the man this year for Clemson. Ray, what's one unique fact or stat that people might not know about T. Higgins? Yeah, I think a lot of people look at somebody who's six foot four, two hundred to I've seen him listed two hundred, two hundred five, two fifteen. We'll just say a bigger bodied wide receiver like T. Higgins and think that possession guy, you know, somebody that you're gonna have to get the ball to quickly, really doesn't have the speed to separate, probably won't be a deep threat at the next level. But in 2019, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, T. Higgins caught 15 of 23 deep targets for 565 yards, and he averaged almost 25 yards per target on those throws. So uh, to be so big, to be such a he, – he is a very physical wide receiver. However, he does have the ability to play with speed, with nuance, with agility, we saw that in the college football playoff game. But, you know, catching uh, deep passes, being able to be utilized in those deep routes, that's what we want in fantasy. We want those players who have the ability to spring those 50, 60-yard touchdown catches. And T. Higgins is is quite good at that. And in 2019, he was able to display that on a consistent basis for the Clemson Tigers. So he's a little beefier than an A.J. Green. Well, here's the he looks that way. But I believe, you know, it, and, and I don't have A.J. Green's, uh, you know, size and uh, his weight. I know he's about six foot four. I don't know what he was when he was coming out of Georgia, but I think T. Higgins is going to check in here 
uh, all of, you know, 210, 215 pounds. And he, he's built pretty well. He looks like a, a solid wide receiver out there for sure. Ray, what what do the numbers say? What's the data say about T. Higgins? Data checks out well. You know, he's a he's he's a younger breakout age type player, broke out at 19 years old. And in talking with all the, the smart data guys, you want your players to produce young. You want them to produce early. And T. Higgins did that. You know, we talked about his career stats. Freshman season, he didn't do much, but he did play and he did show flashes. But it was his sophomore year where he really came into his own and, and was able to break out. And when you look at what he did on that team within 2018, if you don't remember, it wasn't Trevor Lawrence the entire season in 2018. They still had Kelly mm-hmm. Bryant at quarterback. Uh, they have a they had a very talented freshman wide receiver in 2018 named Justin Ross, and they had this guy that uh, you guys may know that plays for the Oakland Raiders now or the Las Vegas Raiders. Hunter Renfro was you know sort of the security blanket for that Clemson offense. But T. Higgins, all he did was go out there and catch 22% of the uh, 18% of the receptions uh, went his way. 22% of the yards were accumulated by T. Higgins. And he finished 2018, his true sophomore season, with a 27% dominator rating. So in that second season, after he got acclimated to the offense, after he got in that college weight program for a year, he did very, very well as a sophomore, and he only followed that up with a more impressive 2019 true junior season, commanding 27% of the receiving yards, another 18% of the receptions, and then he had 29% dominator rating. And what was interesting about Higgins on his career 135 receptions, he scored a touchdown on 20% of those, which, wow. <laughs> I mean, that just shows you wow. that he has an ability um, to from take, all levels. Yeah, from all levels. He can do it in the intermediary routes, uh, the, the, the short routes, and he can play uh, above the rim. I'll, I'll use another basketball reference, but he can get down the field and stretch the field and make plays. So the data checks out very well for T. Higgins. And I, I, I want to I ask you guys something because I'm sure you've heard it and, and we've seen it a lot that these players who play on great offenses, it's hard for them to quote-unquote breakout because they're surrounded by so many talented players. But T. Higgins did it. He did it with Hunter Renfro. He did it with Travis Etienne in the backfield, with Justin did Ross. Did he overlap with Mac, Mike Williams at all? He was, no, I think uh, maybe, okay. I think maybe that was Mike the neck was injury gone. year for Williams. Yeah, I think, yeah, he did not overlap with Mike unless that was his freshman season. But I think Mike was one year uh, gone when T. Higgins okay. came in in 2017. But he did it with Amari Rodgers, and he was able to produce with all these other stars surrounding Clemson. And if we're going to be honest, very rarely was Clemson playing into the fourth quarter. I mean, by the right. when I said Clemson, I mean the starters, Trevor Lawrence and Higgins and those guys. You know, by the time the third, fourth quarter rolled around, they were up 48 nothing on opponents, and Dabo would pull them and let the young guys in. So uh, the data checks out very well for Higgins. And again, 20% of his receptions in his career went for touchdowns. Wow. Highly encouraging for fantasy, obviously. Yes. Folks, I've told you about Dynasty Owner before. Dynasty Owner is the ultimate dream for all sports and business fans. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game that combines Dynasty Fantasy Football with actual player contracts. They don't use make-believe or demand-based contracts or salaries. They use the actual NFL player contracts and salaries. So, 
There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. Every contract matters. Dynasty owners just Dynasty Owner just finished their beta season in 2019 and are now working on their mobile app for iOS and Android and will be ready for rookie drafts in May. They are opening up the game to everyone in 2020, but we are limited to 1,012 team leagues. So you can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. Come join the 2020 season waitlist at www.dynastyowner.com and start your dynasty. Ray, you've, you've told us about the data. The data sounds good. What about what you've seen when watching T. Higgins on film? Yeah, I see exactly what he was rated at coming out of high school as one of the top players in the, in the country in that 2017 class. He was a five-star recruit, and mm-hmm. everything that, that, that high school film showed us, uh, the type of athlete he is, the type of receiver, the way that he plays, the way that he wins, it, it shows me why he was a five-star recruit. It shows me why he was the consensus number one wide receiver or, or depending on the scouting service you use, a top three wide receiver in his class. He is just – he's a much, much better route runner, separator than people like to think because he's so big, because of his frame, but he – First thing that stands out when you watch T. Higgins, the very first thing that stands out is Clemson used him all over the field. He lined up out wide. He lined up in the slot. We saw it in the college football playoff games. They hand him reverses out of the backfield. He's a very, very versatile player. He's not just one of these big guys that you have to line up at X receiver, and that's the only position that he can play. He probably has some football intelligence then, too. Absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Football intelligence. And in order to play multiple positions at the wide receiver spot, you have to be smart. It Every position is different. The the nomenclature, uh, the, 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 the play calls, everything is different. So for him to be able to not only excel on the field, but in the classroom per se, to learn that, that speaks to his football IQ. So I, I love his position versatility and flexibility on the offensive side of the ball, playing all three receiver positions. He He's not a, a bursty wide receiver, okay? When you look at Jalen Rager, when you look at Jerry Judy, these guys are able to get in and out of their breaks very, very fast. I mean, that that's just the type of player that they are. But he's not clunky for his body type no, either. No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. He He's very – it's subtle changes in speed, right? It's It's – how he wins it's very it's smooth i guess that's the best way that i can put it he's very smooth with his breaks he is a very good separator with his routes you know to be that big to sink his hips i I meant very good at that uh when the ball's in the air there's a play if you type in t higgins versus texas a&m where just his timing to go get the ball over defensive backs and then make plays after the words it's 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 very elegant. It's graceful. He is probably just the best throw the ball up, go get it wide receiver in this class. I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. When you're looking at all of these guys, I think uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb is a phenomenal tracker of the football. But if you're throwing a ball up in the air and it's a 50-50 ball on a windy day and you need a wide receiver to go get it, six foot four T. Higgins is probably going to come down with that ball. It, it is truly rare instincts when the ball is in the air for him. He's a long strider, okay? But he's able to take those strides and translate them into speed. I've seen him run past cornerbacks who are playing off coverage, which is which is 
fantastic. He's able to adjust to balls, back shoulder fades, balls that are thrown in the end zone. And when you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, you have to understand Lawrence is a he's a high level thrower. So he's throwing back shoulder balls. He's he's putting it where his receiver, you know, is you're going to be able to make you're going to either be able to make a play or nobody's going to be able to make a play. So to see him use his body to make those type of adjustments in college, it's the film is very it speaks very very highly to T Higgins and his game. I know we'll get to some comparisons and whatnot and value and dynasty as we always do, but just you explaining him and what I've seen of T Higgins, I think just in a nutshell coming out of the same school, I would take Higgins over Mike Williams. I would too. Okay. Uh, if if you're just telling me to compare the player mm-hmm. coming out of college and you say you take Mike Williams, you can have Mike Williams or T. Higgins, I would take T. Higgins over Mike Williams. Absolutely. And Mike Williams is what, the number seven pick in the NFL right. draft? Yeah. Matt, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. We mentioned Clemson kind of becoming wide receiver you at the at the beginning of the show. Uh, so I was I was going to spring this on Ray. This is a little different than what we normally do. I was going to save it for the end, but we'll do it now. I've got seven Clemson wide receivers Ooh. here. Ooh, going to ask you to 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 go back in time. I don't want to know what you think right, right. now, except for except for Higgins, maybe. <laughs> uh, but but try to try to think back as far as 2013 because we've got DeAndre Hopkins in 2013, Sammy Watkins 2014, Martavis Bryant 2014, Mike Williams in 2017, T Higgins this season. And next year, we've got Justin Ross. I'm going to throw him in that mix as well. Give me a one through seven. How about Renfro? How you... Give him a little love. <laughs> no, no. No. Can't do it. I can't do it. I, I like Renfro for what he is, but he's not in this conversation. Give us a one through seven, how you view those guys entering the NFL. It's, it's going to be a challenge, but see what okay, you Okay, so let's, let's, let's make it fun. So let's go from seven and then work our way up to one, Okay. So, Perfect. and Ryan, truly, this isn't like he said this on the show, but he really gave me a heads up beforehand. I, I had no clue this was coming. So <laughs> this is right off of the fly. But at seven, I'm going to say Martavis Bryant. Uh, I would put him and this is just coming out, you know, coming out. He was a, a field stretcher and that's what he was raw. in the NFL. Yeah. Raw athlete. Um, who do we have at six? I would say I'd put Justin Ross at six. Right now, coming out, I think T. Higgins is a better wide receiver than Justin Ross. I know he had a fantastic college football playoff run two years ago that sort of boosted his stock, and I think he's still a very, very good player. As you can tell by our uh, Devi ADP over on DLF, he's still a, a top eight pick right now in Devi drafts, but I'd have him sixth. Fifth, um, I believe I would have, we said Mike Williams, right? We've got Mike Williams, Hopkins, Sammy, and T. Higgins okay. Left. Yep. Mike Williams. How how you viewed them as prospects? Yep. Mike Williams would be next. I think he's a. Uh, I thought he was a good prospect. I did have concerns about that neck injury, and then we've seen sort of what's happened in the NFL. But when he's on the field, he can make plays. When he's on the field, next I would have T. Higgins. I'd have T. Higgins fought right before. Mike Williams, and then right behind. And then if we're being honest coming out, I'd say DeAndre Hopkins, and then I'd have Sammy Watkins at one. Coming out, I I thought Sammy Watkins was just primed to just do what he did early in in Buffalo when he didn't have a quarterback. So it would be Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, and then I would go Mike Williams, um, 
and then the other Justin Ross, Martavis Bryant after those guys. So I'd have Higgins right behind Watkins and Hopkins coming out. Sammy was as good a wide receiver prospect prospect since Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean that's why I said Sammy would be number one if we're talking about coming out. Uh, right. Yeah, there was a reason why he went where he went in, the, in that draft class. Traded up for him too. Traded up. Yep. Yeah, great, great list there. Great job. That yeah, that was that was uh, a surprise for Ray, but he did, did a great job with that. I think I said seven wide receivers. Obviously, that was six there. Uh, so, so maybe some comparisons to Mike Williams. Everything that you were saying when you were talking about what you've seen on film reminded me of of some other players. I want to hear your comps. Uh, when you watch T. Higgins, who does he remind you of that's currently in the league? So uh, when, when I've seen A.J. Green, and I know, Matt, you mentioned sort of, you know, you, you said that name, but not directly as a comp earlier. But no, I've, right. seen, I've seen A.J. Green as a comp. I think Green was more of an explosive athlete than T. Higgins. Green was just what he was doing at Georgia. I remember watching those games. He was ridiculous. I mean, it was A.J. was on another level, in my opinion. I mean, he's one of the best wide receivers uh, in the NFL and to play here in the past decade. I mean, he'd be a top 10 pick in any draft he ever came out in. Yes, period. Period, Um, you know, no doubt. I see, and I, and I want I don't want people to take this the wrong way because I think he's a very good player and we like him for dynasty. I see a bigger version of like Tyler Boyd. That's that's the type of impact. That's the type of player that I think T Higgins is. But I think he can do it a lot quicker than it took Tyler Boyd. It took Boyd until his, I think it was his third or fourth season to really break out in the NFL. I can see T Higgins achieving. A, a sort of Tyler Boyd type role. Boyd isn't out there running past defensive backs week after week. He's he's not you know juking people out left and right. He just finds ways to win. If you throw the ball up, he can go get it. He's learned to be a very good route runner, a good separator. He was fantastic out of pit. I mean, I I remember yeah. watching that number twenty three at pit. I mean, he was he was ridiculous. I don't know what Tough took guy. him so. Yeah, I, I don't know what took him so long. Maybe it's Cincinnati, but I, I see a similarity in play style. I know a lot of people have tossed the name Alshon Jeffrey around. I, I think he's more of an athlete than Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I don't think he's quite the athlete that A.J. Green is, but I think he can be a consistent 1,000-yard wide receiver a la Tyler Boyd. I got two to throw by you. Devontae Parker coming out of school, mid-first-round pick, and the version we saw this past year. And one of the guys that I think might be the most underrated wide receiver in football is Allen Robinson. Oh, I like that one. I like both of those, actually. I I think both of those play style comps, I think both of those are very, very good. And Allen Allen Robinson is a really good one, Matt. That's a good one. Yeah. Imagine Allen Robinson with the Saints. I mean, he's a really, really good player. He is. I mean, he's... Gosh, from Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles to Mitchell, to Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, Higgins, Higgins is a little thicker than A-Rob, though, right? A-Rob's got some muscle or two. What's, what's, is he? A-Rob, well, uh, what, what I mean, A-Rob's know? thicker than A.J. Green. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's not saying a whole heck of a lot, but I think yeah. he's thicker than Yeah, Devontae he is Parker. a little thicker. I mean, they've yeah. got, I mean, I'm just looking. They got A-Rob at 6'3", 209, so... Higgins is a big boy. <laughs> I mean, he's he's put together well, and uh, I, yeah, 
I know we I know we have brought him up on this show before, Ray. So uh, I I don't want to do that every episode. But everything that you were saying about Higgins' size and his and his, um, you know, just how smooth he is as a receiver. I, I was thinking Michael Thomas. Is that well? <laughs> it's. I mean, it's not though. That's the. Here's the thing, and uh, again, we we have to continue to preface this when we use these type of player comps. We're not uh, we're looking at how they win now, but also what they were coming out of college, right? And you know, Michael, that's how Michael Thomas won with nuance, with with his size, with body control, with position. I mean, Michael Thomas lines up all over the field in New Orleans. He's in the he's in the slot for three plays, then he's out wide, then he's motioning across the formation that's what t in in the first thing i talked about when you watch t higgins on tape is it's hard to track him because he's everywhere when you watch a player like um uh, kj hamler from penn state when you watch michael Pittman jr from usc you know where they're lining up nine times out of ten michael Pittman jr is going to be on the left hand side of the quarterback kj hamler is going to be on the slot T. Higgins is everywhere. I, I mean, there are times I'm watching it and I'm thinking Justin Ross is T. Higgins. T. Higgins is Justin Ross. He's just all <laughs> over the place. But that's sort of when you're talking about a Michael Thomas, that's what he does. He's he's all over. And, you know, that might be a better stylistic play style comp, you know, Allen Robinson as well. I think both of those are really good, a little bit better than Boyd because Boyd is only lining up in the slot nine times, 9.9 times out of 10. So I actually like those. You mentioned where they line up. And earlier I mentioned, you know, boy, he must have good football intelligence. And people don't realize what a big deal that is. Because, like, for example, Des Bryant was trying to get back in the league there post-Cowboys for a year or two. And I got asked about it all the time. And I'm like, I don't know if Des is smart or dumb or whatever, but he can only line up to the quarterback's right, which means everybody else can only line up in so many spots. Like it really handcuffs the entire offense. I, I think I think people need to rewind that part of the show and listen to that again. It's it's not just because we don't just say that as a as a positive just because it only affects that one player. Matt, I think you've you just hit on a point that not enough people talk about. Right. That allows so much offensive versatility and creativity for coordinators when, okay, I can take my six foot four guy, put him inside. I can take my tight end if you've got a George Kittle type, line him up out wide, and then put the Tyreek Hill on the opposite side of the field. I mean that to have somebody that can do that, that you can move around the field like that, it just cr- opens up a whole different side of the playbook for coordinators. You are one hundred percent right about that, and I don't think people take that into consideration enough of what that does for an offense. I mean, it's different when Dez is a top 10 wide receiver and a, a really good player, but if I want to take Kittle and detach him to the right, well, that's Dez's spot. You know, like, it, it slows yeah. down. Yeah. Ray, talking about where he might line up, where uh, uh, where he plays all over the field, that goes right into the conversation of, <clears throat> which NFL team would be an ideal landing spot or, or maybe a, a few spots you have in mind for T Higgins? Yeah. The one that we've seen, I, I think a lot of us have seen more often than not is T Higgins to the Buffalo bills, uh, you know, to have, to give Josh Allen and we might've talked about another wide receiver landing on Buffalo, but to give Josh Allen that big bodied wide receiver, 
you know, it, you know, Allen is working on his accuracy. We're not here to talk about Josh Allen and his accuracy, but he's working on that. But when you got six foot four with a massive wingspan, you just got to put it in the vicinity. And we already talked about how good he is with 50-50 balls, with jump balls, with the ball in the air. You just put it in the space of T. Higgins, and he's going to come down with it. And I think I think that would be an ideal fit. I, I see a lot of mocks with T. Higgins to the Buffalo Bills early in this draft class. I think the Green Bay Packers would be a fantastic landing spot. Mm-hmm. I think the New Orleans Saints would be a fantastic landing spot for Higgins. And maybe, maybe, well, maybe not the maybe not the Vikings now that it seems like uh Stephon Diggs is on his way out. But I think Green Bay, they need a number two wide receiver. New Orleans, they need a number two wide receiver. Buffalo needs a number one wide receiver to go with those kind of shifty slot guys. So I think those three spots would be fantastic and the Philadelphia Eagles. You're telling me Philly, I know they need a field stretcher. I understand that, but they're picking twenty first in the first round, if you're telling me that, they, you know. They need a one, a two, and yeah. a three. So yeah. you, and maybe a you four. Know, they need they, it all. They need a wide receiver. You know, T. Higgins is there with, with the Raiders, with the Las Vegas Raiders. They're in need of a wide receiver. And it, who knows what they're doing at quarterback. But I think he would go in the, to Las Vegas and probably be the number one sooner rather than later. So there are, I mean, the thing is, you can't teach six foot four. You can't teach it. And yeah. when you're six four, and you're smooth, and you are athletic, I think he can fit just about anywhere. You just don't want to see him land. I wouldn't want to see him land in a place like Denver, where they've already got Cortland Sutton. They've got that type of wide receiver already. So I would hope that a team like that wouldn't take him. Do you think in the real draft, and I know the combine might change this, is he your bet to be the third receiver taken? In the real draft, yeah. I I would say if it – well – you got Judy, you got Lamb, and then you're probably going to get either Ruggs or Higgins. I, I think... If you're the Eagles, you take Higgins over Ruggs, even though you need a field stretcher, right? You that's do. what... Well, that's what I would do. You know, right? Uh, you know, right? right. Well, well, well <laughs> here's the thing, though. Okay, you... But T. Higgins, we just talked about, he's got an ability to stretch the field. It may not look the same way as Henry Ruggs. It may not just be screaming down the field, but that's about all Henry Ruggs is going to do for you. So if you can tell me you can get – Philly just needs help at the wide receiver position. So not only can Higgins go deep, you can use him in those intermediary routes. But I think depending on what he does in Indy, he's got a really good chance to solidify himself as – a top three potential wide receiver in this NFL in the real NFL draft for sure. Yeah, when you look at, at current value, whether you're looking at, at rookie drafts or startup drafts, and again we have we have all of our mock draft data, ADP data at Dynasty League Football. But when you look at that, you, you think T. Higgins is really being underrated, undervalued. People are talking about, of course, Lamb and Judy. Uh, lots of discussion about. Uh, about Henry Ruggs and LaVisca Chenault and Jalen Rager, and that's all well-deserved by each of those guys. Higgins has just kind of become that that boring prospect. He's he's going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. He's uh, right now being drafted as the 10th overall rookie in our rookie mock, so the 1.10 pick, uh, the wide receiver 5. And you just think you can get – you can be a team that was the third-best team – in your league, you're, you've got the 10th pick, and now you're adding T. Higgins, a first-round <laughs> wide receiver? 
it, maybe to Aaron Rodgers or <laughs> Drew Brees yeah. or Carson yeah. Wentz or you know, right? I mean, yeah, if he came out last year, or the year before, or the year before, he would not be the tenth pick in rookie drafts, right? Correct. Correct. No, he'd be closer closer to the Correct. first one, two. You know, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but uh, now when you talk about all those guys again, that's not sliding Chenault or or Judy or or any of those guys. I mean, it's very realistic that Higgins is going to be the wide receiver five or six in this class. That again, just goes back to how deep this class is, how exciting this class is. That's why we're having conversations like this one with Ray. Every and week. let me real, let me just tell you how valuable Higgins is because a lot of people were like, it's, it's Justin Ross is one a Higgins is one B in that national championship game. When, when Clemson was down and they were trying to claw their way back in it, Higgins made a ridiculous catch on the Well, before that, Higgins made a ridiculous catch on the sideline, got blasted in the head, and was out for like the rest of the first half. First of all, I have no clue how he was cleared to come back after halftime. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but they could not move the ball without Higgins on the field throwing the ball. I mean, they couldn't do anything. And then he comes back into the game, and he's still out there catching passes, trying to claw his team back into victory. He's running reverses for – he's <laughs> – Higgins is really good. I mean, he's he's yeah. a really good alpha type wide receiver for sure. So I mentioned his rookie ADP of one point ten. Looking at our startup ADP, he's at seventy seven overall in our February DLF ADP. That makes him the wide receiver thirty six. Wow. And just for wow. just for reference, Henry Ruggs is thirty four. Hollywood Brown thirty five. T. Higgins, 36. He's just ahead of Devontae Parker and Nikhil Harry. That's criminal. Yeah, wow. it, it, it seems like a value. But again, we that's not only how deep the rookie wide receiver position is, but how deep uh, the wide receiver position is overall right now. I mean, behind Hollywood Brown and Ruggs, <laughs> barely ahead of Harry? Yeah. I don't see that. He, he's he's going to be a value. Yes, he's gonna yes be a value. he is. All right, Ray, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more Dynasty Blueprint.